Give me countdown number five. Is this the beginning of the show or the middle of the show? This is going to be the beginning of the new, of an episode. Okay. In Hello, welcome to Adam Warlock and Thanos Countdown Podcast with your host, Joe Sedano. And with me always again is Al. That was not <laughs> a bad, that wasn't a bad approach. There you go. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go on. Welcome back to Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. I'm your host, Al Sedeno. And we are now up to our final Infinity Countdown episode, which means Joe is back as we finish up this whole Infinity Countdown crossover. What's up, Joe? I'm back. I'm back, baby! Yes, and we are now back to finish up and get this Infinity Countdown done and see what we're counting down to. Got it. Am I doing Infinity Wars? Yeah, after this. Oh, okay, cool. So, I'm not going anywhere. It'll be back. I mean, we're going to take a little break from the Infinity stuff to do other things, and then we'll come back to Infinity Wars. All right, cool. But, yeah, so this all... Well, it doesn't really tie up, because it's all setting up the Infinity Wars. No, but it's a good issue. I liked it. Yeah. So, hold on. Here's our synopsis, and then we'll get back get to the issue. Infinity Countdown number five. Writer, Jerry Duggan. Pencils, Mike Diodato Jr., Mike Hawthorne, and Aaron Cooter. Inks, Mike Diodato Jr., Aaron Cooter, Terry Pallet, and Jose Marzan Jr. Colors, Jordi Belair and Frank Martin Jr. Letters, Virtual Calligraphy and Corey Pettit. Editors, Annalise Bissa, C.B. Sabolsky, and Jordan D. White. Cover art, Nick Bradshaw and Maury J. Hallowell. Variant covers by Andy Granoff, Aaron Cooter and Jordi Belair. Ron Lim and Israel Silva. Second print cover by Mike Hawthorne, Jordi Belair, and Frank Martin Jr. Cover date, September 2018. On sale date, July 18th, 2018. With a cover price of $4.99. You can find this reprinted in Infinity Countdown trade paperback and digitally on Comixology and Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. The Infinity Stones. Soul. Powered by the user's Mastery of Reality can preserve the soul to allow for life after death. Currently held by Adam Warlock. Mind. Powered by the user's mastery of soul, can grant telepathy or intelligence. Currently held by Turk Barrett. Power. Powered by the user's mastery of mind, can make a person more physically powerful. Currently held by Drax the Destroyer. Space. Powered by the user's mastery of power, can allow teleportation through space. Currently held by the Black Widow. Time. Powered by the user's mastery of space, can allow a person to travel through time. Currently held by Doctor Strange. Reality. Powered by the user's mastery of time, can allow a person access to the multiverse. Currently held by Captain Marvel. On their own, the stones provide great power. But when combined, they form a circuit, a positive feedback loop 
granting the user infinite power. Previously, the Infinity Stones were reborn and scattered, passing from hand to hand across the universe, through time transgressing the boundaries between worlds. To defeat Ultron, Adam Warlock asked the Lifebringer, Galactus, reformed from consuming lives, if he would destroy one planet to save the entire galaxy. When he finally agreed, Adam realized the magnitude of his actions, as Galactus began to hunger again. Though Adam now holds the Soul Stone, was it worth the cost? The Guardians endured major losses protecting the Power Stone, only having escaped death by discovering the true nature of the stone, that it is controlled by the mind of its wielder. But the stones have another essential trait, the damage they leave in their wake. With an infinity stone in hand, squabbling began among the guardians. Drax took the power stone, but how long will he be able to hold on to it? Not long ago, our mysterious mass figure kills the captive dwarf with a sword. More currently, in Soul World, Hank Pym is now trapped in there with old woman Gamora. He is trying to scavenge equipment to get himself out of there, even though Gamora says it is a waste of time. Pym appears to be correct, though, as he does make contact with someone. Out in the real world, Natasha, the Black Widow, pops into Doctor Strange's Sanctum Sanctorum, telling him through a note that she picked up a magic rock, but thinks someone is listening through it. Doctor Strange is able to track that to Turk Barrett, the current holder of the Mind Stone, and former Stiltman. Strange doesn't get far in talking to Turk, though, as Turk has mind-controlled three people to jump off a tall building. While Strange is able to save them, Turk gets away. At least able to now protect themselves from Turk's eavesdropping, Natasha asks the doctor to take the stone off her hands. But he already has one stone, and thinks it's better if they are all kept apart. With that, Natasha teleports out. While trying to hide out on the satellite Oblitus, the Guardians run into Adam Warlock and Kang. Realizing that Adam has the soul gem, Gamora tries to take it from him, to get the piece of her soul out. Of course, a fight breaks out, and Drax manages to grab a hold of the gem. He is granted a similar vision of the future that Kang and Adam saw back in the Adam Warlock one-shot. See part one of our Infinity Countdown coverage. With that, Drax switches sides and leaves with Adam and Kang. Gamora wants to track them down, but Groot, Rocket, and Star-Lord don't think it's a good idea. Angry, Gamora leaves, but not before letting everyone in the area know that the three Guardians have an Infinity Stone. Back in Soul World, Hank Pym has made contact with the Avengers, and they are finally able to create a portal to free him. He is greeted on Earth by several heroes, including Bruce Banner, The Beast, Reed Richards, Wonder Man, The Thing, Thor, She-Hulk, Captain Marvel, and the Wasp, who gives him a big kiss. Hank is so happy, so happy he does not realize he is still in Soul World, and is devoured by a giant octopus Cthulhu-looking monster inside of it. In reality, Doctor Strange contacts the other five holders of the Infinity Stones. He wants to hold a meeting of this new Infinity Watch to discuss how the stones are different from before, and how best to safeguard them from the many threats, including the most obvious one, Thanos. Alright, here we go. So let's start off with a little note which I did mention earlier in the episode, where the Infinity Stones are. Did you notice something? Did you read that page, Joe? Where it shows where the Infinity Stones are? Yeah. And who has them? Uh, why was there a change? I guess Doctor Strange having the time. Stone? Yes. Yeah, last I, I couldn't remember. I thought, I was like, I didn't remember he had it. Who had it before? Explain. The Super Scroll. Oh. So what and happened there? 
that that happens in the Doctor Strange issue we're going to cover. Uh, okay. Which is weird because, A, it's just an issue of Doctor Strange. It's not Infinity Countdown, Doctor Strange special. Mm-hmm. And also on the cover, when we when we cover that one, we'll talk about it then more, more in detail. But it says Infinity Wars tie-in, which makes no sense because obviously he has the gem here. Yeah, so it should be Infinity Countdown Wars. Yeah. Yeah, Infinity Countdown. I don't know why they made, they did it that way, but they did. But just so you know, that's where that happens. So we'll get to that when we do the Doctor Strange issue later. Do you think somebody uh, effed up, or do you think uh, they I guess just... They were, maybe they weren't thinking about it. I don't know. Yeah. All right, cool. Either anyway, way. on with the story. So uh, our troll friend is dead. Yeah, I guess I was wrong about that. Yeah. I just called, killed him. I thought he was gonna. I thought he was going to live. That was kind of vicious and cruel. Well, you know. That sword looks... Does that sword look familiar to you? Mm, not to the top of my head. It just looks like a big sword. Okay. At, at first, I thought it was like the magic sword, but it's not. Right? No. It's just, it's just a sword like that. The big sword. Yeah, it's one of those big anime-type swords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so he's dead. That's all right. So we start off in the soul gem. Well, we think he's dead. Well, yeah. As far as we know, he's dead. Yeah. Unless we see otherwise. Yeah. All right, so, so yeah. we're in the soul gem. Yeah, with the old... Ver- remember, the the part of Gamora's spirit that's stuck in there? Mm-hmm. And Hank Pym. Yeah, is this the first we're seeing him in there? I don't remember them showing that before. No, I think it's the first... Yeah, I think this is the first we've seen of it. I guess he got stuck in there when Ultron had the gem. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. You know, I guess that's where he kept... I guess where Hank Pym's soul went, so that way it's just Ultron in charge of the body. Yeah. And he's trying to get out. He's trying to contact the Avengers. He believes in science. Exactly. I believe in science. And he's working on getting out, and he contacts somebody. So that's good news. Yes. And then we jump to Doctor Strange. Like I said, he has the time gem now. And Black Widow does the smart thing. I'm going to find Doctor Strange. Yeah. Well, that's what she said at the end of her, as her at the end of her one shot. Remember, she's got to find Doctor Strange to bring this to him. Yes, but she knows somebody's listening. Somebody's listening in, and so Doctor Strange ends up having a little meeting with Turk. I liked their little conversation. This was cool, especially the part where he said, "You know, you used to be Stilt Man. <laughs> the Mind Stone is held by a former Stilt Man." It seems like this Doctor Strange was uh, was a lot like uh, taken, like the personality was taken from Doctor Strange the movie. Did mm-hmm. you think that, or does this seem like regular Doctor Strange? I'm trying to remember. I mean, Doctor Strange is a character I read sometimes. I, don't, I never really read his series, all, you know, constantly. Like the, so. I know in Doctor movie, he makes more. He's serious, but he makes jokes. He's still pretty serious here. To be fair, Stiltman is kind of like, really? Stiltman? Yeah. I think Stiltman's something anyone could be like in the Marvel Universe is like, really? You're Stilt? You, you. Like he says, of course I believe you. No one would lie and say they were Stiltman. Shouldn't I start underestimate anybody? I know. Stiltman. Uh, as he learns here, when Turk, yeah, he has, all, he has people ready to jump off the building. Yeah, good good job, Stilt Man. Who Doctor Strange saves, but the guy gets away, and then 
he can't take the stone from Nat because he already has one. And I, I like how he does that. He has like a, it's just in a safe, but the safe's like in an alternate dimension or something. Yeah. So she leaves. And then we're back to the Guardians, where they're trying to find a place to hide the stone. It's not nowhere. It's another place, it looks like, like nowhere. We'll never run into everyone, anyone we know. And then, oh, it's Adam Warlock. And as we remember, Warlock's working with Kang. I forgot about that. It's been a yeah. while. Yeah, because well, Kang wasn't there with him when he got the Soul Stone. And Gamora is not happy that they don't won't help her with the Soul Stone. No, she is very upset. Well, like I said, there is something... It's The Soul Gem is not the paradise that it once was. But also, I mean, in the old Adam Warlock stuff, the Soul Gem was very malevolent and, like, almost evil. Oh, yeah? Yeah, when he had it, it was like... It was like would want to kept wanting to suck people's souls. Like, he had a fight against it. It was almost like a vampire. Oh. You know, it was almost like a vampire story where, like, you know, like one of those vampire stories where the vampire is trying to be good and not kill people, but it's trying to fight against its nature to suck blood. Yeah. And that's the same thing, like, those old Adam Warlocks were, where, like, when he had the soul gem, where, like, the soul gem kept trying to get him to steal people's souls. Oh, really? Yeah. So I have to wonder if when he went to Soul World and it was a paradise, if that was just a, an illusion. To kind, kind of, of like the illusion that Hank Pym will have. Uh huh. Exactly. But yeah, so she tried. They try and take it from him from force, and when Drax gets it, he gets a vision, which kind of looks like what we saw in that early issue with everyone lying dead. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, in trees. Mm hmm. Like Groot trees. Yeah, you can't make out the characters as much. I mean, I can see Nova and Captain America. No, it's very hard. Spider Man. I think that's Spider Man. Yeah, I can see Rocket. And Who do you think that guy is in the... It looks like Doom. Right underneath Captain America? That's what I think it is. I think it's Doom right next to the, the new Miss Marvel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. New Miss Marvel. And then Nova underneath them, and underneath that is Cable. Lying down, like, was on his back? Oh. No, if you're looking at Doom, mm -hmm. right to the right of Doom is Miss Marvel. Got it. And if you see her hand that's laying there, her hand is almost touching Nova. With the branch right in through his chest. Yeah. Now, if you go straight down from Nova, not next to Nova, but straight down from Nova. Oh, under his okay. That looks yeah, like with cable. The, with the branch in his chest. Yeah, and his head to the side. Yeah, that's cool. kind of cool. And then almost right across from Cable is Loki. I'm assuming it's Loki because he has the big horns. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, there's Spider-Man to the left of Loki and a little bit above him. Who's that girl below uh, Loki? I'm not sure, but the hair looks kind of long, so I'm wondering if it's Medusa from the Inhumans. Mm. That gets Drax onto, there, onto Adam Warlock's side now. And so he leaves with Adam and Kang to make sure nobody uses the stone. Yeah, he just jumps sides real quick. Yeah, this issue is basically the end of the Guardians. Really? Because Ant-Man's already gone. And well, he Drax was an original member. Yeah, they, didn't really but seem, they, didn't, they didn't seem phased by that at all. They could care less that he was gone. Yeah, he doesn't even appear in this issue. Yeah. But now Drax is gone. And now Gamora is trying to find these stones to get back that stone. And everyone's like, uh, no. Why does she want these stones again? Because she feels like there's a part of her soul in, stuck inside the soul gem. And she wants to open it up and get it out. Oh, yeah, she is right about that. But the thing is, of course, it's too dangerous. They're feeling like it doesn't matter what it is. It's too dangerous to do that. 
Well, she kind of has a little bit of a point. They don't really seem to be worried about that at all. Like, if they were, like, to say, okay, Gamora, this, I understand your problem, and we will deal with that. This is not the best way, but it is on the list of things to do, and we'll figure it yeah. out. But well, they're it's just like, them. Yeah. Because she, you know, she's just like, let's just get it and get my soul. She just wants to do it now. Yeah. Well, she's so frantic. They're both. She's yeah, frantic. She has, she's missing part of her soul. Well, the they're thing not is, good friends. They're not good friends. They should be well, calming her is, down. If she's frantic, though, she's not going to want to go with, we'll do this eventually. She's like, because she keeps saying, no, let's do this now. Yeah, but they're not really trying. So, they're not trying. They're not helping. No one's helping. No. That's my point. No, everyone has a point, but no one's helping. No one's helping. Yeah, but she has, an excuse. she has an excuse. I mean, like, you know, you miss, you have not have part of your soul and see how well you act, you know? Mm, possibly. Probably. And Rocket, I like Rocket. I like Rocket and Groot. Groot thinks rocks are dumb. Yeah, it was funny. I like that. I like Groot talking. Yeah. So Gamora leaves and uh, kind of screws over the rest of the Guardians as she leaves. How? She tells everybody at this like underworld type place, those idiots have a price this Infinity Stone. Have fun. Yeah. Because now all of a sudden it's like, oh, you guys have an Infinity Stone. We want that. Well, should have helped Gamora out a little bit more. They're a terrible team. They're the worst team. They really yep. are. Well, this is basically the end of the Guardians. Yeah, well, they shouldn't be together. <laughs> They're not a good team. They're not, they need a good leader, and uh, they wouldn't follow anybody. So you got to break them up. Yeah. And now we're back to Soul World, and Hank Pym has his, has his answer. We got the portal open. We got you. Gets back and, with this girl. And as soon as I saw this, when I first read it, I knew there was something up. Because it wasn't just a few people helping him. It was everybody was here all of a sudden. Oh, and look, and look at his face. Like, he has a frantic look on his face, you know. That's like yeah. a, a crazed look on his face. You could see it right there. Yeah. Yeah, but you like, could tell, like, everything is... It just looks... Everything... It just looks like a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah, because, look, you got the... You got, I guarantee you that's supposed to be Bruce Banner on the end. Oh, let's see. Hold on. Next to the Beast. Yeah, Bruce Banner. And then you got the Beast, you got Reed Richards, you got Wonder Man, Vision, the the Thing, the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Thor, She-Hulk, Spider-Man, Captain Mar- Captain America, Wolverine, and the Black Panther. Like, everyone's there. It's all a happy ending, like you said. Yeah, everybody's got perfect. a big smile on their face. Yeah, everything's perfect. He's like, I'm right where I belong. And then we see him, it's almost like he's in the spider web. Just saying, I'm right where I belong as this like, big, like, Cthulhu octopus monster is just dropping it, him into its mouth. Yeah. And Gamora doesn't seem to care. Like, you don't, you didn't listen to me. Is that noise supposed to mean that he got swallowed? I think Wrong. so. Cause that's yeah. I think so. I think it ate him. That's why it's he. The word balloon says, "I'm right where," and that yeah. stops. Yeah. Now I don't know. Remember what happened further? Whether he is actually his is his soul dead? I mean, is it stuck in there forever? I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, let's see. What do creatures do after they eat something? Ew. It's soul poop. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, a soul can't like you can't eat a soul. I mean. Well, a creature in Soul World can, probably. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I guess we'd have to 
We'd have to figure out. We'd have to learn how that works. And then we end off with Doctor Strange using the the, the time gem he has to talk to everybody who has a soul, uh, Infinity Stone. Yeah. Saying there is danger coming and we need to get together and talk. And so we see everyone that has one of the gems. Turk in his penthouse. Captain Marvel somewhere in space. Star-Lord probably fighting all the guys that Gamora sent after them. Adam and Drax camping somewhere. And the Black Widow in some crappy hotel. It's critical we six souls safeguard the stones because we may only have one opportunity to stave off calamity. And who do we see there? Thanos. Looking very happy. Yes, he does. Which is never a good thing. No, it's not. To be continued in Infinity Wars Prime. What's your picture of Infinity Wars Prime? Oh, you mean the advertisement that comes next? Yeah. It's it's, it's the one from the books. It's going to be the same one you have. It's the one with Thanos and Loki on the bottom and Adam Warlock on top. Who's that below Warlock? Do I know? don't recall. He's got glowy hands. Yeah, I'm not sure who that is. I forget. And, it, and a sword, I guess. Because I know it's not Star-Lord, because I'm pretty sure that's Star-Lord under Captain, Mar- under Captain Marvel. Yeah. It's not Cyclops' dad, right? What's his name? I don't think he's involved. Corsair, I don't think he's involved in this at all. And then, of course, we got that ho- that mysterious person in the background. Oh, that's the guy who killed... Uh... The dwarf in the beginning. The dwarf. Oh, okay. Because I saw the hood. You're right, but I never saw those goggles. Hey, I like the goggles. That's pretty cool. It's, infi- it's an infinity symbol. Wait, what was that... Oh, no. We were, it was something else. See, that's what... All right, remember when we were... This has nothing to do with Infinity Wars. But remember when you showed me that picture? Oh, what was it? Um, I can find it. It was Cyclops. Yeah, in Marvel's Comics 1000, where they show all the original-looking characters. Oh, yeah, you, know? you said... Yeah, the Alex Ross cover. You said the Cyclops looks like he has goggles on instead of the visor. Yeah, it looked just like that. Okay, yeah. I don't think I noticed this before that the the goggles that this person has looks like an infin- it's the infinity symbol. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's a cool touch. I like that. Infinity goggles. That's cool glasses. I wonder if they they should sell sunglasses like that. And so you know, that's, infinity, infinity, infinity sunglasses. Yeah. So that's where we end up with Infinity Countdown Five. That's where the gems are. That's where they are. All the gems have All not right. been accounted for. Yes. Starting Infinity Wars Prime. So that's the next comic, right? Prime. Obviously. Yeah, that's when we start Infinity Wars. That's what we're going to start with. But we're not done with Infinity Countdown yet. Just yet. Because while we know where all the stones are, we haven't finished off all the little stories. So coming up next is Infinity Countdown Champions number two, as well as a brief look at Champions number 22. What a beautiful summer day. Bob, it's Wednesday, hump day. There's so much to do. A new exhibit at the gallery? Let's go to the park and have a picnic. I got a better idea. Let's head over to the bar and catch a show and stir up some trouble. Now, Barbara, we can't do that. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, no. That means... New comic book day. It's time for the gal to walk into a comic shop. My Wednesdays might be shot, but that just means that come Tuesday, you guys get to listen to a new episode of A Gal Walks Into a Comic Shop, a comic book podcast where each week I do something I never thought I'd do, read comic books. It's about sharing passion. Introducing new readers to the world of comics. Playing crazy quizzes. Singing songs. 
and giving reviews and commentary on the latest releases. Join us every Tuesday on A Gal Walks Into a Comic Shop. Search for us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you get your pods. You know you want to. How can they resist? I wish I could have. Infinity Countdown Champions number two. Writer, Jim Zub. Artist, Emilio Lyso. Colorist, Andy Troy. Letters, Virtual Calligraphy and Clayton Cowles. Editors, Annalise Bissa, C.B. Sobolski, and Jordan D. White. Cover art, Clayton Crane. Cover dated September 2018. On sale date, July 4th, 2018. With a cover price of $3.99. You can find this reprinted in Champions Trade Paperback Volume 4, Infinity Countdown Companion Trade Paperback, and digitally on Comixology and Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. Previously, when society became disillusioned with its heroes, the next generation made a vow to do better, to make a difference, to change the world. They are the champions. When the Infinity Stones were reborn, the universe was thrown into chaos as both heroes and villains raced to locate them. Thanos killed the leader of the Chitauri, and the slavishly devoted Chitauri army became completely dependent on him. The greatest warrior of their people, Warbringer, hoped to take the Power Stone and use it to reclaim his planet from Thanos. When Warbringer's quest failed, he decided to destroy his own people, rather than watch them live under the rule of the Mad Titan. Of course, Thanos doesn't care if the Chitauri live or die, but the champions can't sit idly by and let anyone innocent get hurt, even Thanos' new army. Time to step up and save the bad guys. The champions, Nova, Sam Alexander, not Richard Ryder, Miss Marvel, Viv Vision, Wasp, Ironheart, and Snowguard are fighting Warbringer and his Chitauri army, trying to stop them from slaughtering the rest of the Chitauri population. Sam realizes that the same thing keeping the, re- the Chitauri passive, they will only obey their king, Thanos, is what can help them win. They have to defeat Warbringer to order his army to stop. The team works together and are able to bring down Warbringer, commanding his army to cease fire. However, when Ironheart lips off to Thanos, he destroys her armor in an instant. The only thing keeping him from killing her is because they provided him with a moment of amusement and defeated an irritant. The champions leave. They defeated Warbringer, but the Chitauri were still enslaved by Thanos, and he left them feeling insignificant. Riri, Ironheart, seems to be the most affected by this, but Viv Vision comes to help talk her through it, and she calms down enough to be able to start making plans for her next set of armor. The champions make it to the Nova outpost and deliver Warbringer. Nova leader Scott asks is impressed with them, though he wants to know where the Nova Sam is that he spoke to earlier. The other champions try to cover for him, but Scott is able to set off an alarm in the helmet. The loud noise brings Sam out into the open. While Scott is impressed that they took down Warbringer, the helmet is Nova property, and Sam is not authorized or trained to have it. As a thank you for taking down such a dangerous target, Scott teleports the champions home, leaving Sam powerless. So now we're up to Infinity Countdown Champions number two, with the champions versus Warbringer and Thanos. Sort of. We got the champions fighting to fight the uh, the Chitauri army. And eventually Nova realizes that uh, it's Warbringer he has to take down because they realize that since everyone, you know, the one army isn't fighting because Thanos said not to. If they fight, if they beat Warbringer, his army will shut up, will stop and not fight, not kill them anymore. 
Yeah, that was smart. And so they all team up to take him down. And then they take him down. And then Ironheart decides, ah, I'm going to take on this Thanos guy. And that was dumb. Well, Did she not here. know what Thanos is? No. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, I've prime got... example of uh, prime example of uh, what is it? Leap first and ask questions later is not a good idea. Yeah, not looking before you leap. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so he just incinerates her armor. Yeah, she's very lucky. He even says that he's like, "Yeah, you know what? You amused me for five seconds, so I'm not going to kill you." Plus, so... they did all they did all the work for him. Yeah. You defeated an irritant. He's like, you may go. He basically just like, I think, shocked the crap out of her. Yeah, well. Mentally, she was like, what the hell happened? Like, everything I could have, every power I had, everyone I've taken down, and this guy in two seconds was just like, no, you're nothing. It's a good lesson for her. And lets them leave. And that's it. They leave. And she is not taking it well. She's kind of doing the whole catatonic thing in her bed. She's like laying there in the fetal position. But I like she's using it as like a, a lesson because she's yeah. like, OK, she's like, I have to refix my armor. And she's even taking ideas from the Chitari's armor. So I like that about her. She's like, OK, OK, I got my ass kicked. It's time to get back up and try again and try something better. Not the same thing. Yeah. So smart. She did it. She did it the right way. You know, get up, do it again. Don't uh, attack strangers. Yeah. So you don't know anything about, you know, know your enemy. Exactly. Against machine. <laughs> so they get back to uh, they get to Nova headquarters and drop off Warbringer and I like how like didn't you have a Nova with you they're like no 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 he went home he left he's not here yeah they're lying they don't they're, they're uh, what's it called not giving information you know like oh good thing you didn't go against Thanos yes we didn't go against Thanos you know this is vital information well they're not Nova so they're not required to no, they're not. But you know, they're, you know, it's a for you know, it's not their government and it's not their army. They're not required to really do anything for the Novas. Yeah, yeah, they shouldn't but have to help. I, I like his little trick. Ah, I'm sure he should still be here. And he presses that button, and you know that's what caused all the beeping in the helmet. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they have a video camera in there where they could see everything that went that happened. I guess not. Well, no, I guess they could. From what I remember reading about Nova, I think there's a recorder in the helmet. But I don't think it, I don't know wh- whether it gets sent out or not. I think it's just in the helmet. Kind of like a cop's body cam. Got it. You know, they'd have to get the helmet to find the recording. So he takes the helmet and he's like, oh, here, I'll shut it off for you. And then says, oh, I'm going to thanks for your help, guys. You know what? I'll make it easy for you. I'm going to teleport you and your ship back to Earth. But we're keeping the helmet. That's funny. <laughs> you're not authorized to proper process it, and you have not received proper training. But yeah, you're you're not a soldier. I mean, nobody, you know, you got to go through the ranks. You can't just put the helmet on. And so the series ends with, I don't, I don't know if I'd say a major, but a pretty well, recently, you know, well-known, at least for like the last, I mean, he's been around since like, I think 2011 or 12, so almost 10 years now, character, depowered. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's been Nova for a while. Well, he did the right thing by answering the call. He answered the call. He didn't have, if he didn't answer the call to uh, for, for help, he wouldn't have gotten the helmet taken away. So he did the right thing there. <laughs> and he did stop a genocide from happening. Yeah. Which, even though they're bad guys, you know, they're enemies, I don't think he could have lived with knowing that he could have stopped the murder of billions. Unless Thanos did, like, 
find out that Thanos used that bigger. So does Thanos get the rest of the army then? That yeah, that was one thing I didn't understand. Did Thanos get the rest of the army? I believe so. So <laughs> he's got a bigger army. Yeah. And then what if that army goes and kills this innocent country, this innocent uh, planet? Then he would have started a bigger genocide. But I guess, I guess, I mean, the Nova Corps was happy with him, so I guess yeah. he did right. Well, he took he took out Warbringer. Remember, they didn't know they don't know he went, met up with Thanos. They just know he took out Warbringer. Oh yeah, that's true. They don't know that they helped out. They didn't be, tell them that they helped out Thanos. And, and to be fair, I gave him a bigger army. Yeah, and, and to be then fair, if they go to attack Thanos, they're not going to realize that he has a, an even bigger army now. So they're going to die because of him. And to be fair, everyone that, you know, if Thanos does do that, like kills like a small army or something, you know, kills like a small country or something with his people, you know what will happen? Batman will come up and go, eh, don't worry. My body count's about the same. Yeah. <laughs> you see that clown over there? Killed probably a million people by this point. At least thousands. God knows how many he's killed. Batman's no good. I do, what do you do with him? Well, I beat him up and catch him. Yeah. And I stick him in that asylum there. The one that doesn't have locks in the door? Yeah, they just stop putting them on there. There's no point. He just takes a nap for a couple hours and then walks, then goes out, then leaves. There should be a, like a story that somebody writes where like Batman catches all the criminals and then like what's it called? Goes when he goes to visit him, them he like unlocks all the <laughs> all the uh, the locks. Oh, the jail. I'm yeah, bored. He, like, he helps them out because he wants to catch them again. Well, it's called Batman Board. Yeah. And then, like, when they're tired of, like, doing crimes, like, the Joker just wants to sit around and he's like, listen, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired. I just keep getting caught. So I think I'm going to just go with straight and arrow. Batman just, like, starts nudging him into the right direction. Come on, man. Do some do some crime. <laughs> Look, there's a circus. You know, you could fill all those balloons with, you know, Joker gas. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, you know, it's you know, it's fun killing innocent people, right? Come on. Come on, man. Poke him with a stick. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it. Kind of like I would think of it as like Memento. Remember Memento, the movie Memento? Yeah. When he like Where, at the when, at the end when he found out he caught the killer a long time ago and it just was it never stuck with him. It mm -hmm. was not enough. It wasn't enough because he had then, nothing. He had nothing else to live for. Yeah. So then he's like, well, I'll just make you the killer. <laughs> Remember, he just decided to make that guy, yeah, his friend, the killer. Yeah, and that's, then that's yeah, that's Batman. And then he starts over again. Some of these people didn't probably didn't even do these crimes. He set them all up. <laughs> he Batman actually did the crimes. There's that would 12, be an awesome comic. I'd love to read that. There's been twelve Mad Hatters. They're just random oh. guys. They're just Batman just picks random short guys to be Mad Hatter. He's like, I'm just a short guy and puts a hat on him. He's like, but I'm not a criminal. You're the Mad Hatter. Wait, sorry. He's, he's, You're the Mad Hatter. He just sets them all up and just puts them in the right spot. Like, I got a note to come over here. You told me to meet you here. Like, ah, you got all this shit on you. Like, you told me to... <laughs> you told me to bring all this stuff. Well, it was evidence. <laughs> Champions number 22. Writer, Jim Zub. Artist, Kevin Lebrandra. Colorist, Marcio Menez. Letters, Virtual Calligraphy and Clayton Cowles. Editors, Tom Brevoort, C.B. Sabolsky, and Alana Smith. Cover art by Nolan Woodward and R.B. Silva. Cover date, 
September 2018, on sale date July 11th, 2018, with a cover price of $3.99. Second print cover by Kevin Lebrandra and Marcio Menez. You can find this reprinted in Champions Trade Paperback Volume 5 and digitally on Comixology and Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. Hulk, Amadeus Cho, shows up. Slimmed down, but still a Hulk. Now preferring to be called Brawn. Riri has also created herself a new set of armor, Ironheart 3.0. Sam, the former Nova, is still depressed, because he no longer has any powers and is feeling kind of useless. Miss Marvel tries to make him feel better, and offers to share her secret identity. However, Sam stops her. He wants her to tell him her real name when she's ready, not just because she feels bad for him. They hug, and he actually does smile a bit. Also, Ultron's bug is still hiding out on their ship, observing them. And that's basically all that happens in this issue in relation to Infinity Countdown. Now, if you want to know more about this issue, including them taking on Man-Thing, go buy it. All right. So while we're on Champions, we're going to do a very, very, very quick look at Champions 22. The main reason we're looking at Champions 22 is because when I was looking up stuff, I forget if it was online or maybe it was from Marvel, said, oh, this is Infinity Crusade tie-in. So I bought it. Not really. But I bought it. So we're going to be using it. Give me a second. Yeah, it kind of like I didn't read it, but yeah. I looked at the I looked at the pictures, and you could see like it goes right after like it goes right from there. Like he's upset that uh, Nova's upset that he lo- that he's not Nova anymore. It's nice continuity on that at least. Yeah, like that uh, story. There's a lot of times when they do these because uh, there's two ways of doing these crossovers. You know, the one way is you still have the Infinity Countdown miniseries. You know, the main one. But all the crossovers take place in the regular books. Like, so instead of Infinity Countdown Champions 1 and 2, it could have, you know, it would have been in Champions 20 and 21. Yeah. That's one way of doing that. Of course, a complaint about that is then if a creator has a specific story going on, all of a sudden you're making them stop their story or stop it short because they have to do the crossover issues. So another way of doing it is, of course, what they're doing here. You have a mini series. So you don't have to stop reading your, you know, the champion story can still go on. And there's the miniseries. But, of course, a complaint about that one could be is, oh, now you're making me buy two books about this team. Yeah. Either way, there's an upside and a downside. I probably would prefer it just being like, it just going into the actual series, not making extra extra comics. And just having the, the writer have to. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah, figure it out. Make it good. Because then if you were reading Champions and liked it, you didn't have to buy, for those two months, two issues. You just could still buy the one issue. Yeah, I can see that. Like I said, either way, both have their pros and both have their cons. Another downside of it being in the um, miniseries is that if they wanted to in the regular series, they can ignore it completely. Yeah, and then that gets pointless. And then it's like, like well, what, what does this matter? Why do yeah. we have it? But this one definitely does not ignore it. Because Champions 22 definitely takes place right after it because we got Ironheart has a has designed herself a brand new armor because of what happened and I think it looks a little less like a Iron Man derivative like that armor she was wearing in the miniseries looks very much like Iron I'm copying Man. yeah in fact it looks very much did you watch that Iron Man animated adventures uh animated series that was on a few years ago they made him a teenager no I did not Man. 
know, it's weird. It's like one of those things where they changed it all up. Like he was now in high school and so was Pepper and Rhodey. Like they're all they're all high school kids. Mm-hmm. And normally, like when they do stuff like that, it's kind of stupid. It's annoying. It's annoying, you know, when they change. It's like one thing for Spider-Man since he did start as a teenager. Yeah. But it's, you know, another thing for someone like Iron Man. But I have to say, this actually was a decent, it was actually a decent series. All right, here you go. I'm sending you a picture now. Hmm. Like her armor looks just like his, I thought, in that animated version. It looked like it was inspired by it. I have to go back and look at hers again. She had a but, bit more yellow hmm. in the middle, but that's it. Hers was probably like shaped a little bit more girly, like, right? No, nah, no, it looks shaped like that. It was very small and sl- slim compared to Iron Man's. Hmm. But the new one now looks definitely different. You know, it's her own look. So I like the fact that it actually not only did they have the con, you know, the issue from um, cro- follow up. That's it. Follow up in the miniseries of her losing her armor and having to make new ones. But they also gave a new one. But they also gave her her own style armor now. It's definitely not an Iron Man 100% an Iron Man ripoff. It's inspired by, but not a ripoff. Is this one more girly? Would you say? Is it kind of showing off more girly features? No, no. Actually, it's just I think it's. I think it's not like there's, you know, boobs, you know, for her armor or anything. Yeah, but you can totally tell it's a girl in there. Well, yeah. a girl or a small child, a small boy. I mean, think about it. Look at a look at Nova next to her. He would totally fit in the armor. Yeah. In fact, they'd have to shrink it down a little bit for him. There, she's like sixteen or something. So it's she's gonna have a more slender figure than, you know, Captain Marvel. You know, you know, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, or uh, or Black Widow. Maybe it's the way she's standing. That too. But yeah, that's the other thing to follow up from this, is that Nova no longer has his helmet, and he's not very happy. Do have a nice little thing with him and Ms. Marvel, as she's trying to cheer him up about the fact that he lost his powers. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's the two pages with them talking. What'd she do? She offers to tell him her, her name. Oh, he didn't know her name? Yeah, her real name, I mean. Yeah. He didn't know? No, not yet. So he does? No, does no, he, he stops. He stops her. Oh, he doesn't want to know? Yeah, he says, don't tell me as a pity party. Let me know later on when you want to tell me, not just because you feel sad for me. And that's... Oh, and the other thing is, if you remember, there was that little robot that found that uh, found them in the first issue of the miniseries. And the Ultron we, robot. Yeah, and it's still following them. So I'm assuming that's going to follow come up somewhere down the, down the line in this series. What's going on with Vision and... Uh, that's his daughter? Yes. What's wrong with him? He looks he looks zero. He says, he says he's dying. Oh. So why is he dying? Uh my nano core is quite damaged. Corruption is spreading. At this time I do not believe it will be recoverable. System failure is a near certainty. And he also has a dog. Like a robot dog? Yeah. You see the well, green what do you, dog? What do you what do you call uh what do you call Vision and his daughter? Well he's the vision and she's a... Uh, I mean, like, what kind of, like... Oh, synthesoid. It's synthesoid. She is a dog of synthesoid? Synthesoid. Synthesoid, yeah. How did he have the daughter? How did, like... Uh, I don't know yet. There is a... It might be on the Marvel Unlimited now, but there is a Vision 12-issue miniseries that came out about a year or two ago that was apparently really, 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 really good. And that's where he gets his whole family. Is there a mom? Uh, There is. And a son, I believe, too. Because you don't know if it's like, I mean, did they do it the human style or did they like 
well, know, make him make I, her. I'm going to assume the second one because unless the series is going to reveal that they ha- that this has been going on for years, how does he automatic all of a sudden have a teenage daughter? So unless the unless when we read the series, you know, we read the series, it's going to reveal that he did this like ten years, you know, fifteen years ago, and she's been growing up. I'm going to assume she was created recently. Well, maybe synthesoids age quicker. I have no idea. They're like uh, they're like dogs. Maybe, but yeah, the dog is definitely synthesoid because the dog's flying and running through walls, and he goes along with them on the trip and the at the end. And yeah, that's really all that matters for us because you know afterwards it goes off into a new a new adventure for champions. They go somewhere in Africa to help out and they run into Man Thing. So if you want to know more about that, uh, go buy Champions Twenty Three. Because we're not going to be covering it. Beginning in 2018, the Who's Who podcast enters the 1990s with our coverage of the Loose Leaf Editions. Featuring Superman by Jerry Ordway. The Joker by Brian Bolland. Wonder Woman by George Perez. Sandman by Mike Dringenberg. Batman by Norm Brayfogel. The JLI by Adam Hughes. Eclipso by Bart Sears. The Legion of Superheroes by Keith Giffen. Dark Stars by Travis Charest. Lobo by Simon Bisley. Kent Shakespeare by Chris Sprouse? Who is that? Doomsday by Tom Grummet. Wait, are we covering these by issue or in alphabetical order? The Justice Society of America by Mike Parabek. The Forever People again? You are f***ing kidding me. Doom Patrol by Richard Case. (sighs) I'm so confused. And many more. The Who's Who podcast. Going boldly into the 90s. A proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network, I guess. And now we're here with Darkhawk. Number four. Yes. Infinity Countdown, Darkhawk, number four. The end of this miniseries. So, synopsis right here. Bam. Infinity Countdown, Darkhawk, number four. Written by Chad Bowers and Chris Sims. Art and colors by Gang Hyuk Lim. Letters, virtual calligraphy, and Travis Lanaham. Editors, Annalise Bissa, C.B. Sabolski, and Jordan D. White. Cover art by Scan Sirisawan. Cover dated September 2018. On sale date July 11th, 2018. Cover price $3.99. You can find this reprinted digitally on Comixology and Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. Chris Powell didn't know where the amulet came from. All he knew was that when he grasped it, he transformed into a being of great power. When he was young, he used that power to defeat crime, but now he keeps the streets clean as a police officer. It has been a long time since Chris was Darkhawk. Chris is now connected to the Darkhawk armor like never before, and has learned that the real fraternity of raptors has been reborn. Hoping to stop their reign of terror, Chris hitched a ride with intergalactic bounty hunter Death's Head. But the fraternity attacked Chris first, stealing his amulet to use in a ritual to imbue Robbie Ryder, a.k.a. Talonar, with the might of the Hawk God, transforming him into the incredible Dark Starhawk. Though the raptors are more dangerous than ever, they're not the only ones. Darkhawk has new powers, has grown to enormous size, and he's in hot pursuit. Nova, Richard Ryder, is flying in space towards Earth, following the trail of the raptors in hopes of saving his brother from them, and from himself. What he finds is the raptor ship being destroyed as a giant-sized Darkhawk flies through it, cutting it in half. Dark Starhawk attacks, telling him that this is why Earth needs to be destroyed. 
This corruption of the raptor form is proof your kind cannot be allowed to survive. That's my Dark Starhawk voice. Nova hears this and now knows who the bad guys are. He attacks Dark Starhawk, but is shocked to find out it is his brother, Robbie. Robbie takes advantage of this and blasts Nova, but Nova's saved when the gigantic Darkhawk hand grabs him and puts him inside of itself. Inside, he finds Death's head and the bird form of Razor. They let him know that this giant ship-sized Darkhawk is the Darkhawk he knows, Chris Powell. Nova is pissed that Chris didn't listen to him and stay out of this, even though Razor tells him that without Chris's interference, the Raptors would have already destroyed Earth. Angry, Nova flies out of Darkhawk, putting another hole in his body. Chris and Rich argue for a bit, but that is interrupted when the Raptors attack. Feeling they are outnumbered, Death's Head feels it is time for a strategic withdrawal. Yes, Rich and Chris take turns getting in each other's way fighting Gyre. But surprisingly, it is Dark Starhawk that finishes the Raptor leader off. Robbie's new godlike senses are changing the way he sees the universe. He still thinks Gyre was right about the cosmos needing to be cleansed. Gyre just wasn't the right one for the job. Knowing how much more powerful he is than Nova and Darkhawk, Darkstalk moves to leave, offering them a place serving him. When Darkhawk receives a message from Death's Head, he was able to take a working shuttle from the part of the Raptor ship not destroyed. But before he did, he was able to stop by engineering and modify the warp core. It is now quite unstable. The warp core explodes, but Nova is able to extend his shield to protect himself, Darkhawk, and Razor. Darkstarhawk was able to survive on his own, but is now quite weak giving Darkhawk the chance to get his amulet back and heal himself. Robbie seems to be turning into himself again, but clangs his naked bands together and disappears. Nova then threatens Chris if he ever sees him again, and also leaves. Back on Earth, Chris reunites with Miranda and joins Code Blue. Things seem to be getting back to normal, until one night in his dreams, he is approached by Sleepwalker. And we're back. Alright, so this is the end of this mini, Joey. I have to say, reading everything together, I mean, I like the main series too, but a lot more happens in this miniseries than that other one. This is a good one. Like, the main miniseries is just like them fighting on that planet mostly. Yeah. This one has stuff happens. Yeah. It's down. It's solved. Revelations are made. Yes. So Nova finally shows back up. Yeah. He's disregarding orders. It seems to be like a running trend. Well, everybody dis- everybody disregard- disregards orders in this in this uh in the in camp in the, in the, uh, all the countdown series. Well, the difference, of course, is it's like the cops from um, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, they're allowed to disregard. disregard. He, he, he's he's done enough stuff. He can re- disregard orders for once in a while because he can just take the punishment or. Knows what he's doing, at least. Because he gets results. And the ends always justify the means. Got it. Always. (laughs) Always. At least with Nova. He knows better than the whole core. Remember that, kids. (laughs) There's no... There is an I in team. It's all you. Shut up. Yeah, so Nova is not happy with Darkhawk. I like when he sticks him inside him. Don't put me inside you. What the hell? He uh, really blows through his chest. Yeah. But like I said, I like his meeting with Death's Head. Name's Death's Head. The bird's not mine. Yeah. 
as we can see from this issue, besides him, I mean, this, the rest of the issue, besides disregarding orders, Nova is not paying attention to anything when it involves his brother. No. It's like, dude, it's like, he was going to destroy the Earth, and in fact, would have already if I hadn't stopped him before you got here. So, don't get pissy with me. Who? Just cause, well, because Nova's getting all pissy with Darkhawk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? You know, he's getting all pissy with him from going. He's just, he's all angry at him the whole time. It's like, your brother's the one trying to kill the Earth. Shut up. He's angry. It's funny, he's angry at, what is he angry at Darkhawk for doing? For going after his brother. We're not listening to him, right? Yeah. And then what did Nova do? Not listen. Not listen. <laughs> yeah, it gets annoying sometimes when people get like that. It's like, look, okay, I understand this is a family thing, and that's great. And if your family thing just involved your family, then you would have a point. But when your family thing, well, A, involves destroying the entire planet I live on, and let's not forget, although he didn't tell, he didn't tell Nova this, your brother hired a bounty hunter to take me back, to kidnap me from Earth. So what was I supposed to do? No, no, no. You can't kidnap me. I'm sorry. His brother said I can't get involved. You're not allowed to kidnap me. Well, he let him get, let himself get kidnapped. But yeah, you got to put, I mean, there's a point like where he's like, well, you know, they, I, he made me involved. So yeah, your brother, there is a loop. There is a loophole there. I'll give Darkhawk the, uh, the, uh, um, Darkhawk will get the pass more oh. than Nova. Yeah, well, like, I'll also say, if you're going to destroy my planet, I don't think it's a personal yeah, he thing. He didn't know that, though. He didn't no, know he that. told him that. Oh, Nobody did he? told him that, yeah. He tells him here. Here, I'm, right here. I'd be oh, more... Sorry. Yeah. sorry, the bird tells him when he meets, when he meets uh, Death's Head. Uh, I told, Nova says, I told him not to get involved. And the bird says, but had he not, your home, would, your home world would be ashes by now. Your brother responsible. So he's told... Darkhawk wasn't involved, your brother would have killed Earth already. Wait, wait, I don't understand that. Say that again. When did wait, wait, when did when did Darkhawk find out that the world his world was gonna get destroyed? Last issue. Yeah. So but he's saying he was already involved. He found out while he was involved. He was Yeah. He didn't not, find I, out I'm in not Earth. Saying he found out, but no, no, I'm not saying he found out before. I'm saying they're telling Nova now, hey, if Darkhawk wasn't involved, your brother would have killed the Earth. And Nova's still pissed at Darkhawk for being involved. And my point is, I don't care about your family issues. If your family issues are going to involve me, then too bad I'm involved. Because he was getting kidnapped, not because of the, he knew that the Earth was going to get... Uh... Okay, you're, los you're losing the point here completely. There's a lot of blood pouring out of him. Yeah. No, you're losing the point. I'm not saying he knew about the Earth going to be destroyed beforehand. Okay? He did not know. But Nova's pissed at Chris for being, at Darkhawk for being involved at all. And he's being told, if Darkhawk wasn't involved, your brother would have killed the Earth. And he's still pissed at Chris or Darkhawk for being involved. And my point is, I don't care about your family drama. If your family drama is going to kill me, I'm involved in your family drama. Suck it up. Yeah, he got involved when uh, Death Head tried because Death Head tried to kidnap him. Kidnap him. I got yeah. It. yeah, no, that's a lot of blood because he pulls. But yeah, either way, Nova's a bit of a jerk in this issue. He does not come off very well here. Yeah, he's emotional. 
It's all right. I was fine with him. He seems fine. He, it's also funny what you said about him not paying attention to rules. On the next page, from when I talk, when, when he after he blows out of uh, Darkhawk, when they're fighting all the Raptors, and he said, "All I see is a bunch of killers that look just like you." Didn't didn't we learn in the very beginning of the this whole thing that there was a whole bunch of Novas that were traitor that were just they were traitors and were working for the enemy? Remember that our Guardians of the Galaxy issue when they were helping the Novas out. There were a whole bunch of bad Novas. Yes. So, weren't there just a whole bunch of killers that look like Nova? So, Nova's pissed at him for not... So, Nova, while disregarding orders, is pissed at somebody else for disregarding his orders. And is ang- And after, fight, after having to deal with a bunch of killers that look like him, is angry at this other person because there's a bunch of killers that look like him. <laughs> I still like that line. He's angry just- at him. He just comes off very hypocritical here. It's like, dude, you just did this whole thing. You can look at it. I mean, every good guy is hypocritical. Like, oh, you tried to destroy the Earth. We all tried to destroy the Earth. <laughs> every one of us tried to destroy the Earth. Spider-Man at one not point. Destroy the Earth. Uh, give it time. He'll do it. <laughs> He'll be a bad guy. Eventually, somebody's going to be like, all right, let's get him. We're going to make him up. Or try to do something bad, you know? They'll try to do something bad at one point. And then we get the switch where Dark Starhawk blasts the uh, Gyre, Gyre, whatever his name is, his boss. He killed him, right? Yeah. He's like, I'm better. That's, see, that always seems to happen whenever somebody tries to make something, you know, like, I'm going to bring up this god to do the thing I want to do. And then the god shows up and he's like, the guy always looks at them eventually and goes, you don't really know what I want to do, you moron, and kills them. Yeah, it always happens. And it always goes back to it goes back even to uh, Dark Phoenix. Do you remember uh, Dark Phoenix thing when Mastermind is screwing with Jean Grey's mind and make turning her evil? Yeah, what happens? I, I remember him him like uh, yeah, like making false memories. And she's like, "Oh, you want to be powerful? You want to be one with the cosmos here?" And she like makes his mind like ex- expands his mind throughout the entire universe. He's like a vegetable. Oh, uh. he just drops to the floor drooling. Well, like that's what you he's get. brain dead. You mess with the bull. So that's what always happens to these people. And then so, Dark Starhawk gets all, I'm going to figure out, I'm going to fix everything and put order and destroy everything I want. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he doesn't really say if he's going to do good or bad. Like, you don't really get the, like, you don't really know if it's going to be good or bad at this point, right? I mean, they, they make it imply that it's going to be like, like, they, they're, Star. Uh, was it Darkhawk and Nova don't seem to like this plan, but well, I mean, it's his decision of what's going to be in order of, of reality. I mean, who's he to decide exactly? Well, right? that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, we don't know like what he's how he's in, uh, interpreting what's right and wrong. Yeah, and it doesn't matter anyway, though, because Death's Head takes care of things. Does he? Does he do? <laughs> well, because beforehand, Death's Head left. If you look back a few pages ago, he uh, says, not looking good, a, street, a, uh, a strategic withdrawal, the better part of valor, yes? Yes. <laughs> and then he calls Dark. Then he calls Darkhawk. He's like, um, just thought you might want to get out of the blast radius. He's like, blast radius? What? <laughs> Stop by engineering my way to the shuttle bay. With a simple modification, a Kree warp core becomes very unstable, um, yes? 
should solve your little raptor problem. So he's like, he's just leaving. He's like, okay, I'm gonna get out of here. But you know, all right. Uh, by the way, ship's gonna self destruct in two minutes. So bye, because you notice they have the big explosion. Mm-hmm. And then what do you see? You see Darkhawk, Nova, and the bird in the shield, and you see Robbie, and that's it. Everyone else is dead. I mean, not Death's head. He left. So what's going on, Robbie? He's, I don't know what's happening with me. You're gonna be all right, and then. Well, because because Nova took the uh, amulet out of his chest. Oh, sorry, Darkhawk took the amulet out of his chest. He took it back. Oh, so he doesn't have. Uh, he lost the. Oh. Uh... Yeah, he doesn't have those powers anymore now. He just has his nega bands. The nega clangs. Yeah, whatever that means. He has the nega bands. Remember, like Captain Marvel. Oh, oh, so he leaves. Yeah, he still has those. Okay. I didn't. I didn't realize that's what he was doing. I thought yeah. he was because he goes. I don't know what's happening to me, and then, and then he just, then he clanks, which I thought yeah. meant clank. I thought clank meant like boom. Yeah, like boom. No, he teleported. Probably should go to the hospital. I don't know. Yeah. No, he can. He can heal himself, right? Yeah, he has healing with the nega bands. And Nova's mad at him. Tarkov ripping the amulet out. It's like, dude, your brother could let them rip this out of my chest. Like, sorry. Yeah, like I said, no. I mean, I understand he's upset because it's his brother, but like, still, it's like Nova, shut up. You're being a little hypocritical and a little um, what were we saying before? Hip- you know, yeah, a little hypocritical, and uh, you're a little emotional about this right now. Yeah. You know, it's like somebody breaks into your house and you beat them up. You know, like you you fight them, and then all of a sudden someone else comes to you and says, "Why did you hit them? How dare you hit them?" Well, they're in my house. Well, you should have let them in. You're like, well, you should have hit them when they came in your house. I didn't want you to hit them. I don't care. They were in my house. I hit them. Yeah. But yeah, so Noah's upset. Chris goes back home, get, takes the new job, and then has a dream. And do you know who this is? Martian the Manhunter. That's Sleepwalker. Ah. This is leading into the Infinity War Sleepwalker miniseries. And oh, I think so Dark the Hawk's story involved. has just begun. Well, it, because remember, you know, there's still Infinity Wars. But at least, in, I mean, the Darkhawk series actually ends. You know, this story yeah. at least has an ending. If you wanted to, you can probably cut that last page out and end it right there. Well, it's a digital comic book. What happened? This is a digital comic book. Yeah, I know. I can't cut it out. <laughs> I meant when they created the book. I mean, that last page really... You could end it right before that last page. But then I wouldn't know to read Sleepwalker. I know, but I'm just saying this is at least a full story. Leading into the beginning of another. Yeah. So what did you think of the Darkhawk mini? I liked it. Um, I read it like a week ago, so I was a little bit like... <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I was going over it with you. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah that's what happens. <laughs> but yeah, so do you like Darkhawk? I mean, if there was more Darkhawk, is that something you would read or no? Does this make you interested in him? I like the story. I don't know if I care about Darkhawk that much. Uh, okay. But I like the story. The story was cool. Yeah, the story was well done. Although I'm more interested... Uh, you know what? Like, I'm more interested in uh, Robbie. What's his... What's his... So what's his... What's his name? And then his other name. <laughs> well, uh, Robbie. 
Is his real Talonar. name? Talonar. Talonar. Robbie who? He was he was Talonar. Yeah. And then he was Dark Star Dark Starhawk. And I guess he's Talonar again now. Hey Ray. Yes, Connor. What's black and white and red all over? Huh. A newspaper? Not even close. Hmm. A sunburnt zebra? What are you doing, Ray? (laughs) Not even close. (laughs) Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. A weekly podcast coming to you from the High Priest of Khonshu. Available on all good podcast catchers. And here we are with our final issue of Infinity Countdown. Even though it does not say Infinity Countdown on the cover. This is Infinity War tie-in. Yeah. It is Doctor Doctor Strange issue three. The Infinity War tie-in makes no sense, though, to me. Yeah, you're right. Because we saw an Infinity Countdown, Doctor Strange all of a sudden shows, you know, in the beginning when they would say, who has each stone? Except saying, Super Scroll, Super Scroll. And then the last issue, it said, Doctor Strange has the time stone, not the Super Scroll. So it's, we, a, tie, it's a tie-in ex- exclusively for the, for the countdown. Or yeah, but it says more, Infinity Wars. More accurately in the countdown. Yeah, that makes more sense to me. This makes more sense that it takes place between four and five of Infinity Countdown. Well, who decided to put that? Who decides to put that uh, that part up there? See, that I don't know. I mean, the cover artist wouldn't do that because they just do the. You know, they're not doing the. Uh, you know, that stuff gets put on other ways. So, is it production? Is it the editor? Is that marketing? Hmm. Who's the editor? The editor is Nick Lowe. Nick Lowe, I'm putting all responsibility on you. Well, I mean, for all we know, though, editors don't have anything to do with that, and that's marketing. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Well, I don't see marketing's name on there, so it goes to editor Nick Lowe? Yep. Like, Lowe. Okay. All right, so hold on. Here is the synopsis. Doctor Strange, 2018 series. Number three, writer, Mark Wade, art and colors, Chesus Sace, letters, virtual calligraphy, and Joe Sabino, editors, C.B. Sabolsky, Nick Lowe, and Kathleen Waneski, cover art, Chesus Sace, second print cover, Chesus Sace, Carol Danvers, 50th anniversary cover, Jason Keith and Emanuela Lupacchino, cover dated September 2018, on sale date July 4th. 2018. Cover priced $3.99. You can find it reprinted in Doctor Strange 2018, Trade Paperback Volume 1, and digitally on Comixology and Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. Stephen Strange was a preeminent surgeon until a car accident damaged the nerves in his hands. His ego drove him to scour the globe for a miracle cure. Instead, he found a mysterious wizard called the Ancient One, who taught him the mystic arts and opened his eyes to the magic behind reality. These lessons enabled Stephen to become the Sorcerer Supreme, Earth's first defense against all manner of magical threats. His patients call him Dr. Strange. 
With the assistance of interplanetary archaeologist Kanna, Doctor Strange broke out of prison on planet Grindia. She was wary of him. To her, spells and arcane artifacts were primarily objects of intellectual inquiry, or fodder for trade. But Strange proved his worth when he executed the planet-enveloping spell that assured their escape. The successful casting also buoyed Strange's spirits. This plan to leave Earth to revive his connection to magic could really work. The Sorcerer Supreme and the alien archaeologist agreed to go adventuring together. Sorcerer Supreme of the Galaxy, Part 3. Doctor Strange has been traveling around the galaxy with Kana, discovering alien artifacts and meeting new mentors. Things are going great until they get to Tarnax 2. She is taking him to meet a great sorcerer, but it isn't until they land that he finds out it's a scroll. Kana assures him that everything will be fine. He's the uncle of an ex-boyfriend. Strange agrees, reluctantly, and they head off, but cloak themselves first. It's a good thing they did too, because when they find the scroll sorcerer, he's using the time stone under the orders of the super scroll, a superpowered scroll with all the abilities of the Fantastic Four. Strange wants to get the stone from the scrolls, but Kana has no interest in fighting a more powerful sorcerer and the super scroll. However, Strange convinces her by offering to give her the stone once they have it. She agrees, and they fight the two scrolls. The sorcerer is accidentally killed by the super scroll. Strange is then able to use a magician's craftiest skill, sleight of hand, and gets the time stone. He uses it to jump a few seconds back and forth in time, blasting the super scroll multiple times in less than a minute. They get back to the ship, but then Strange tells Kana that the stone is too powerful for anyone to have, and it would be best to find a way to dispose of it. She is upset with him, but he then uses her own palm of forgetfulness against her, so she forgets everything that happened. They then head off to the next planet. She leaves the choice of where to Doctor Strange. After all, she trusts him. Alright, so Doctor Strange, issue three. Doctor Strange, at least you know who the character is. I do. I mean, you had a couple new characters this time. You had Darkhawk, you had the Champions, you had Deadhead. Deadhead. But you know Doctor Strange. I know Doctor Strange. I like Doctor Strange. Yeah. He's the Sorcerer Supreme. So this is a little different since this was actually an issue of his regular series. It wasn't just an Infinity Countdown crossover issue. I mean, Infinity Countdown one-shot or anything. Yeah, so I'm a little lost because we're at issue three. Yeah, but I mean, they give you the little synopsis in the beginning. He's had issues with his power. He's gone into space to try and learn other magic. Yeah, what's the issues with his powers and why was he in a... um, Wait, he had issues with his powers... So he went into space to learn other magic, right? What yep. What's the issues with his powers? No and idea. And why was he in a prison? So we don't know. Okay. Yeah. Stuff we don't happened. know why he was in a prison. Something happened. Got it. Yeah. But he met this alien woman, and they're traveling the galaxy, learning ma- you know, going magic stuff together. Got it. And I like the little montage on the first two pages of them, like, traveling around, learning different things, running from animals, selling stuff off. You can't sell that. Is it made of rocket fuel? No. <laughs> Unless you want to stay here forever, we're selling it. You don't know what a World Heart Talisman is, do you? Nope. Okay. All right. And then we get to this final planet where they're going, where she learned she has an ex-boyfriend's uncle, I think it is, who uh, knows magic. You'll like him. Greatest sorcerer in Skrull history. Yeah, that's cool. And he's like, uh, What? <laughs> We don't like scrolls. So in the history of all Marvel comics, they've never had like uh, good relations with any type of scrolls. 
Mostly not. I mean, there have been a few here and there, but I'd say 98% of the time, no. It's not like, oh, okay, it's a bad, um, it's not like a bad government, it's a bad, the bad, bad people, because he's saying they're evil. Well, hard to tell. I mean, or is he we're, being, also, uh, we're also is he... seeing just, all we really see on Earth, ninety, you know, 99.9% of the time, are invading armies. Now, again, is that just soldiers doing what they're supposed to do or evil soldiers? You know what I mean? Yeah. Skrull Emperor sends a super scroll to Earth. That's the first time, you know, to invade. Um, they send that one woman to, uh, that one scroll woman to impersonate the Human Torch's wife and, you know, be married to him. The Kree Scroll War, where they're, the Kree and the Scroll are fighting and trying to. You know, almost destroy the Earth because they're having a battle nearby and we're in the way. Secret invasion. Maybe they're not, but every interaction they've Earth has had with Skrulls has been pretty much negative. Got it. Makes sense. She can. She does a good job of convincing him, though. Yeah, and I like the whole page of them walking through the woods and seeing the different Skrulls, like the one taking care of the baby. Mm-hmm. The, all the different Skrulls there. It's like when you all can shapeshift, like. Everyone's going to look a little different at times, depending on what they feel like doing. You don't need a vehicle when you can run as fa- you know, run fast or fly. You don't need you know a house when you can just change yourself into something that's not bothered by ele- bothered by the weather. Uh, I had a problem with that though. I was like, all right, well, all right, you can run fast, but a vehicle could probably go faster than a cheetah. And if not, don't you want to put some stuff, carry some stuff with you? Like I got a lot of stuff in my car, and it's kind of hard to carry on your back. But I still understand the. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a cool idea. Like, I like that panel of the scrolls all talking to each other, and everyone looks different. What is that guy? That guy has, like, Mr. Fantastic powers, though. I thought only the Super Scroll had that. Well, they have shape-changing, but I think the uh, I think the Super Scrolls is more advanced than others. You know, he could stretch more than other scrolls. God. He could do more than they can. And then this is when we get the Time Stone, finally, because we have not had the Time Stone at all in this storyline they find the sorcerer guy, and he's using the time stone. Or yeah, yes. Which of course, Doctor Strange's like, I thought they were all destroyed. When the hell did these come back? When were they destroyed? <laughs> if you don't know, then don't worry about it. We'll just no idea. That out. Yeah, I thought they were destroyed too. Remember that time when they destroyed it, and they were like, well. That's the end of that problem, because we destroyed it in that issue that we all read. I think it was in Avengers or New Avengers before Secret War. Secret Wars. I think, like, they used the Infinity Gauntlet for something, and, like, it destroyed, like, they all broke, except for the the Soul Stone. Well, yeah. I guess, like, but then then the whole universe ended. The whole multiverse. And that's why they came, and that's when they came back afterwards. Yeah. So, but they didn't okay. know. so that's, that's when they the, came back. And I think uh, I think all the gems shattered but one. And I think the one that didn't shatter was the soul stone, mm-hmm. the soul gem, which 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 would make sense then if I'm right, because that's why the soul one still looks like a soul gem, while the others all look like stones. Oh, I didn't realize that. Does it, I mean, look oh, at them. yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, because they're all like rocks. Like, remember the power one that the big giant one they were fighting over? They all look like rocks now, except for the soul one actually looks like a gem still. 
So if I'm right and that's the one that wasn't shattered, maybe that's why that one looks normal and all the others look like rocks. But would they remember that being shattered, it being shattered? Because then would they remember the end of the multiverse? Or like at least the beginning of the end of the multiverse? Well, I mean, they still happened before that. So, you know, even if they don't remember the whole Secret War part, you know, stuff that happened before they would remember, I'm assuming. They did use the Infinity Gauntlet to fight Doom, but was that like a different Infinity Gauntlet? That, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. And also, I think Doctor Strange is one of the ones who does remember everything from Secret Wars anyway. Oh, yeah, he was all in it. He was, yeah. yeah. So, he would remember. He died. Yeah. And he came back to life, right? Yep. I guess they just brought him back. He died, and then he just, they just, like, he be, once they started all, everything over... He was alive again. Got it. It's kind of like if you die during, I think it's like if you die before, it's one thing, but if you die during, it's different. So that's what the thing with the gems are. And I really like this whole panel of the one when they're like, who's having, who wants to use the time stone? They said, I think, I guess him. And you see this one scroll guy sitting on a, like a throne made up of other scrolls. That's pretty cool. It's kind of like the Flintstones where you have all those like, uh, Animals doing all these different jobs, and then, like, the bird will say, it's a living. Exactly. Although, I feel bad for the one guy in the bottom. He has to carry everybody. Yeah, where do you think he goes to the bathroom, too? Yeah. I, I'd rather be, if I had to be one of them, I want to be the guys on top. It's like, okay, so you, you're going to carry everybody, and you two, you're going to be the actual seat. And what are you guys going to do? We're going to be the things on top. We're going to be decorations on the top of the seat. <laughs> I don't know, though. I might want to be the guys. It seems like the guys that have his hand, like he's, uh, his, the Super Skull's hands are on their heads. I might want to be them. It seems like they're sitting down. And it's not like he's putting much pressure on. He's well, just he's resting on his them. hands. He's sitting on them, though. They're making no, the seat. No, he's sitting on that one guy that's curled down underneath his butt. Oh, maybe that's another guy. Maybe yeah, you're there's right. two other guys. So there's like, I'm seeing... Two, four, six guys. The guy oh. that's walking everywhere. The guy he's sitting on. The two guys on the You're side right. with his armrest. They get I to thought... sit down. These other guys on the top, they have to be standing up with, you know, pretty good posture the whole time. No, you got a point. Okay, I thought it was just five of them, and the two guys in the center were like the made up, you know, the chair. Yeah. Well, you're saying they're just the armrests, basically. Yeah, they're just the armrests, as far as okay, I can tell. Okay, that sounds better. Armrest sounds better. Yeah. But either way, I feel bad for the guy in the bottom. The guy walking? Well, he seems strong, though. Yeah, but still, he's carrying everybody. Yeah. And he steps on his head, too, when he walks down. I know. <laughs> steps right on that guy's head. That's a dick. Yeah, that was a dick move. He doesn't look too happy about it, either. Like, that's not necessary, man. Come on, well, aren't, we all, aren't we all friends here? Yeah, and his boss is kind of not, a, not that bright, either. You know, like Dr. Strange says, wait... You have the ability to go back and forth like a little bit, and every time you lose, figure out what you know. Go okay, that's why I did wrong, and go back and not do, not lose, and that's not enough for you. It seems like he said he can only go back um, a minute, though, half a minute. Mm-hmm. Was I right about that? So he's not using it very well. No, this is supposed to be the 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 magician of the, the scrolls, the greatest scroll magician. Yeah, but I don't think he realizes what it, what this is. I don't think he realizes it's, it's an infinity stone. Oh well. Because he doesn't call, uh, they call it a stone. And he says, it calls it a talisman, but at no point did this, does the word infinity come out of their mouth. So I have no idea whether they know what it is fully or not. Yeah, I'm I not just sure. assumed that he would figure it out, being a magician. 
Especially the way uh, that girl like talked him up, and she's like, "No, nah, he's the shit. Like, he's so no. cool. Wouldn't but you want to meet him?" Maybe he does. I don't know. Like I said, he doesn't say it, but doesn't he doesn't say I don't know what this is. So yeah, but it doesn't seem like he can use it very well. No. So so either way, he's disappointing. Yeah. And either way, Doctor Strange does not want to leave the stone with them. He does not trust them with an Infinity Stone, which I cannot blame him. No, he's smart. But I trust they, in Doctor Strange. Whatever he decides, whatever he wants to do, I'm, uh, I got his back. But they don't have money. They don't have a lot of stuff. They only have a few things, including a palm of forgetfulness. Nice little dropping that right there to make sure we know it, you know, before the end of the issue so we know it exists. Yes. Because she's like, I'm not going to fight this whole planet. We're out of here. And he promises to give her the stone. He's like, it's all yours. Would I lie? Mm-hmm. And so Doctor Strange's plan is, I'm going to go blast the guy. I'm going to shoot him, grab the stone, and run away. Yeah, that was funny. She's trying to figure out a plan. He's like, yes, we don't do plans. Until we realize, Supreme. Until he realizes what scroll this is. Super scroll. Because as they're walking, if you saw that before, as they're walking before, he's thinking about the scrolls. Where? Oh, here. Here. As they're walking, it's not the panel. So the panel when they're walking through the scroll, the page where they're walking through all the different scrolls, it's the second panel where you see the two scrolls on the bl- on the branch that look like uh, kind of small animals. Yes. What he wondered was the nature of a race of shapeshifters. How did they define identity? Did they even bother to? He tried to remember if he had ever encountered a scroll who was especially distinct. He could think of only one, and even that one had never faced a magician directly. So he's like, out of all the scrolls I've ever seen or heard about, there's only one that's, like, different than the others. And I've never faced that one. And then right here on that panel when the super scrolls about to punch, trying to punch them, they, replay, they redo that panel. He can only think of only one, and even that one had never faced a magician directly. Until now. <laughs> so it's you've like, waited for it this whole time, and now you're going to see it. So, yes, they are fighting the Super Scroll, and you know who the Super Scroll is, right? Yeah, he's the guy with all the Fantastic Four powers. Yep. Which is why he's able to shoot fire, which most scrolls can't do. Did he get. How did he get that? Just at the same. He got the same place that. Uh... No, the scroll, after the, uh, the first time the scrolls tried to invade Earth and the Fantastic Four defeated them, the Emperor gave one of his greatest warriors, they did some kind of genetic. I don't know. Scroll science and gave him this fantastic force powers. Oh, he's able to put his face on his on his, his middle finger. <laughs> That's actually the other one. That's the sorcerer. Oh, okay. He made himself into a giant hand. That makes sense. But I like this. If the super scroll is like just knocking Doctor Strange around. Doctor Strange is using this being knocked to the ground all over and over to grab the stone without him realizing. The sleight of hands. And then uses the stone, like I said. Can only trans, you know, you can only go back and forth in time about half a minute. Well, great. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna go back and forth about 15 times and 15, 20 times and blast you. Yeah, like Kang, where there's like a million Kangs because he's in, from different times. Yeah, yeah, like he tells her, it's like we didn't have enough power to take him out with any one of these things, but if we had him with, we, you know, 12 of me hit him at once with the same thing, that would take him down. But wait, he only. Doctor Strange can use it for a, can go back and forth within a minute either as well. I think so, but still, that's enough. You know, if he goes back and forth within a minute thirty times, there's thirty of him there. 
But why wouldn't uh, Doctor Strange be able to use it better than that? Uh, I mean, he hasn't had really much time to do anything with it or experiment with it or try. He knows that's what they can be done with it, so he did what he knows we can be done with it. Okay. Middle of fighting. He didn't really have time to screw around. It's like, okay, I know we can do this, so I'm going to do this with it. Even with what little bit, you know, you've done all this testing with it. And I just heard you talk about for five seconds. I already knew what to do better with it than you did, idiot. <laughs> yeah. He called him an idiot. He did. Made himself that a made, new army. That made me, right then and there, made me think of probably a better character to play Doctor Strange than the guy they got. Who, who was good. Oh, they Benedict, got, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. And I got, I, I understood why they used him. He was good. At, you know, he seemed like a perfect fit. But... If they want somebody like really arrogant and tall mm-hmm. and like smart like that. Do you know who I'm thinking of? Who? Hugh Laurie. Oh, that's exactly who I was thinking of. The guy who, I was yeah. like, who house? As soon as he said idiot, I was like, oh man, they f***ed up. They should have got house to play him. And just like did like his house personality as the Sorcerer Supreme and they're just like Made fun of everybody. Oh, uh, he would have been perfect. I can see that. Yeah, get on that, people. Marvel, get on that. That would be amusing. Yay, they won. They got the stone. He's going to give it to her, right? Yeah, right. No. He's like, nope, nope, this is going away. This is too dangerous for everybody, anybody to have, even us. We're going to put this away until we get back, until we finish our journey. She's like, oh, you lied to me. He's like, oh, I guess I'm the first guy to ever lie to a girl to get what I wanted. <laughs> and then he grabs that palm of forgetfulness, because they mentioned that before. Yeah. And makes her forget that he lied to her. Yeah, and he feels bad about it, but, you know, he still did it. Yeah. So I'm assuming what happened is this takes place before Infinity Countdown. Or sometime early in it. And then whenever the story ends and he goes back to Earth, that's when you see him in Infinity Countdown with Black Widow. Not before Infinity Countdown, because like you said, the Super Scroll got it. Got the time. Uh, yeah, well, at some point during it. Yeah. You know, and then in when the, he gets... In the right, right in the heart of Infinity Countdown, this happened. And then he gets back before the end. And then, of course, there's the one little page at the end setting up next issue of somebody showing up in the... Uh, House. A dog? Oh, there's someone in the house with the dog. Oh. Oh, I thought that was Dr. Strange. No. So I have no idea who that is. But it doesn't matter because we're not reading the next issue. The only important thing is there's a ghost dog. Yeah. Bats the ghost dog. And we will get back to bats eventually. Well, then I guess we'll probably figure out who that's in there. He'll probably mention it. He'll tell us. So Dr. Strange number three. How we like this one? I liked it. I liked Doctor Strange. It was a good issue. Yeah. Well done. I thought it was well done, and I thought it was a nice little... This worked well. I mean, it's part of an ongoing story. It's yeah. Sorcerer Supreme of the Galaxy Part 3. And this is the way a lot of times I like how they do these story arcs. It's like, all right, we're doing, like, you know, a six-issue story or whatever. But each... But it looks... At least going by this issue, it looks like each one is still a single story. So, you know, you're still getting a full story right here. I'm assuming if we had read the whole Sorcerer Supreme of the Galaxy arc, however long it is, we would get a bigger story. But it's not like we're reading one part going, I have no idea what happened before, and I have no idea how this ends, because it's only like a quarter of the story. Yeah, that's good. 
an episode wouldn't be complete without covering the feedback. So that's what we're doing right now. And the feedback this time is from episode 102, our supplemental number five, Death Rides the Airwaves, where we covered a Thunderer story which had death in it from Daring Mystery Comics number eight. On Facebook, the post about that was liked and shared by Joe Sedano, Andy Handova, Jesse Starcher, Michael Lane, Darren and Ruth Sutherland, Pat Sampson, Gene Hendricks, Hal Jordan, Ruth Baker-Reese, and Chris Matthews. On Twitter, it was liked and retweeted by Robbie Rowe, hashtag Save Krypton, Let's Get Show Podcast, Slangword Scott, Jason Snick Venable, Bill Jordan, and Into the Night. We also have a couple more people on Tumblr to thank for following our page. So thank you to Andy Serino, Mr. Hill and C, Ivan the Wanderer, Lord of Trey 979, and Trekker Talk. Wow. Again, five names I could actually say. What's going on, Tumblr people? Speaking of Tumblr, that's our main page, resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com. Follow us there. We're on Facebook. Just type in Adam Warlock or Thanos in the search box. You'll find us. On Twitter, we are at AdamThanosPod. Talk to us on there. We'll talk about comics, even non-Marvel Cosmic ones. Go for it. And of course, you can always leave a review on iTunes. Those are great. Or send an email, resurrectionspodcast at yahoo.com. Oh, one more thing I do want to mention. The website WMQ Comics, wmqcomics.com, they apparently do interviews with podcasters and stuff occasionally, and they did one with me. Surprise, I know. But yeah, there's a little interview with me on their, on their website. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes. You can check it out. I also retweeted it on Twitter. If you're following me on Twitter, you can find it on there. This show can now be found on Stitcher. In case you don't know what Stitcher is, Stitcher is Radio On Demand, a free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows, plus discovered from 20,000 others. Available on iOS, Android, Nook, and iPad. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at Stitcher.com or in the App Store. All right. That was Dr. Strange. So we are done with Infinity Countdown. The end. So let's see. Black Widow has the Space Stone by the end of this. Turk still has the Mind Stone. Strange has the Time. Uh, Ultron. No, no, Ultron. Adam Warlock has the Soul Gem. Adam Warlock has the Soul. Yeah, Adam Warlock, who's with Kang. And they also have the Power and, and Drax. And they also have the Power Stone. Who has the Power Stone? Drax. Drax has it. Okay, so they're, he has it with them. What are we missing? Power, time, space. Oh, and Captain Marvel has the Reality Stone. Uh-huh. That's where we ended. The Guardian... The, what a, so, the Guardians are over. It's just Rocket, Groot, and Star-Lord on that space station. Gamora... Left them. Oh wait, does Drax have the power stone? I thought the, I thought Star Lord had it actually. No, I'm right. That's right. Star Lord has the power stone. He does. Yeah. I just flipped through the end of issue five, and he still has the power stone. Okay. That's right. So it's Doctor Strange. By the end of issue five, Doctor Strange is back at home with the, the time stone. Turk is also in Manhattan with the mind stone. Captain Marvel is somewhere in space with the reality. Star-Lord has the power one, and Adam and Drax have the soul gem. And Black Widow still has the soul. I mean, oh, so, so all the good guys have it, except, yeah. for, except for Turk. Yeah. 
And also, you realize that there's three of them on Earth. Turk. Strange. And Widow. Yeah. Probably not a good idea to have too many of them in one spot. You know, you want them all scattered around. And that's where we end off the story. Oh, yeah. And, of course, the Galactus is now once again eating planets and the Silver Surfer is working for him again. Can't they just fix them again? I don't know. I don't remember how hard it was for them to do it the first time, so... Yeah. And I don't know if it's still possible to fix them. Warranty might be up. Yeah, that's like, true. No, sorry. Sorry, you're Galactus. No, no, you're not that model. You can't keep changing it. Couldn't kind of think of something else a better way, Silver Surfer. We're right back to him. It's like it's like he missed being his herald. Like I was good at it. Exactly. It's like ah, that was fun. It was a job. It looked tasty too. He gave me the and it was. He gave me the crumbs afterwards. <laughs> Silver Surfer's like, you know what? It's a living. Yeah. You know what? Glass is right. Planets taste good. That was fun. I got somebody who's like big and powerful who had my back. Like nobody f***ed Silver Surfer back then. Let's go eat some planets. Yeah. I never said I was a good guy. I just saved my planet. I got it. All right. That was Infinity Countdown. Uh, we will get back, get to Infinity Wars eventually. We just got to record those all those first. And read them. I yeah. mean, yeah. So those will be coming eventually. After, but right now, we're after this, we're going to be getting back to the 70s stuff with Warlock. Finishing up the Warlock and Thanos story from the 70s. With John Wilson. Yup. And Brian. Oh, really? You're going to do a threesome, huh? <laughs> <laughs> say yes. Say yes. I'm going to do a threesome with, with Brian and John. A Warlock threesome. <laughs> And on that note, good night, everybody. Good night. Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, is a fan-made production, and no copyright infringement is intended or happening or even understood. The opening music for this podcast is Intro Pompeii by Lino Rise, and the closing music is Dark and Dramatic by DJ Puzzle. Both are licensed by the Creative Commons license. You can find Lino Rise at free-intro-music.com and DJ Puzzle at peaceloveproductions.com. Links to both can be found on the Tumblr page. I keep saying death, and every time I say death, I keep hearing that song from Transformers. Dare? Dare. But I keep using the word death instead of it. You can do it if you death. Killing all the people around. Death. Well, it works for the movie. Yeah, well, if death had everybody.
if death had to have a theme song right now off the top of our heads, that would be it. Yeah. And it wouldn't be too bad. Yeah. Hello, welcome back to Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thent. Oh, yeah, I am recording. <laughs> I forgot I was recording. I was like, oh, crap, I'm not recording this. Take two.